The Melbourne AA Steps Weekend, 2009. Here's Robbie, sharing on Step 7. I definitely need some water. Um, Hi, everybody. My name's Robbie. I'm I'm an alcoholic. And, um, yeah, gratefully sober today. I'm just um, having a look. I didn't realise all those people were behind me. It's a bit daunting. It's nice to see some some familiar faces. Um, Yeah. um, Firstly, I want to say thank you to the organisers of this weekend, um, I always feel, um, yeah, just really um, privileged to be asked to come and speak. Um, but when I did find out it was on Step 7, I have to be honest, I was like, oh, great. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, for me, um, listening to Greg too, you know, Step 6 and 7 are so closely, you know, intertwined. And you're right, you know, there's only a small passage of it in the big book. But, um, you know, I was... Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just going through some stuff in my life at the moment, and I was just saying to Paul out the front, you know, I just don't feel um, very confident at the moment, you know, and but that's okay, you know, that's what's what I've been taught about in Alcoholics Anonymous is um, I come here when I'm happy, when I'm not confident, <laughs> you know, all those sort of things, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on, I come to Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, and um, it's probably great, um, you know, that. That's just the way it is, you know. But um, I like to talk about how it really is, you know, um, because that's what I was told in the beginning. Um, one of my sponsors, old sponsors, Connie, who lives in America now, she used to say to me, if you can't say what's going on in AA, then you're stuffed. <laughs> she said something else, but I won't say that on, um, <laughs> on the um, CD. But, um, and that was true, because if I can't say to you guys what's going on in here, then... You know, what is it about for me? Um, I got, when I got sober, I got sober at the Western General Hospital in Footscray. Great meeting, um, because that was my first meeting and I was back there this week. Um, and uh, I'll talk a little bit about that later on. But um, what I was grateful about was that um, I fell into that group, not really needing them, you know, <laughs> Because I came to Alcoholics Anonymous with chronic I-knowness. Chronic. You know, every time someone said something to me, I'd say, yep, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I know, you know. And Lena was my first sponsor and she said to me, um, I won't mention the exact words, but she said to me that I basically didn't know anything quite um, strongly one day and I was devastated, (laughs) you know. And, you know, I was devastated because no one ever really confronted me like she had, you know. And the confrontation was just simply the truth. <laughs> but no one had confronted me about that stuff, you know. I grew up in, um, you know, I'm an alcoholic, but I also grew up in, in an alcoholic um, home. And I didn't realise the extent of that when I got to Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, when I landed at the Western General Hospital. But I've understood that as time's gone on. And... Um, you know, I had to know everything <laughs> in that alcoholic home, you know. And um, so my journey has been about, um, you know, what Greg spoke about too, you know, not knowing, you know. And that's been where my freedom has come, you know. Um, but when I'm running on my self-will, um, you know, I can see that that I-knownness comes back in, you know. Like I've got, I've got it all happening, you know. I've got the plan, you know. 
And when I've got the plan, that's usually when I'm running the show, you know. And sometimes, you know, I'm so far into it, I can't even see it, you know. And I've experienced that of late. Um, you know, I've been coming to Alcoholics Anonymous for about 19 years and, um, you know, I um, had the experience this week of um, going back to where I got sober and I'm at the Western General Hospital because I said uh, farewell, you know, had a farewell to a dear old friend of mine um, who passed away. And um, I still feel so emotional about it, but I hadn't seen this woman for a very long time, but I just want to share about that just quickly, that um, she and um, another woman in Alcoholics Anonymous were at my first meeting at Western General Hospital, and Jan was one of these women and who passed away last week. And um, she put out a hand of friendship to me, Thank you. And, and, and so did this other woman. And I was just sharing to Paul about it. You know, I always like to share about this because those two women put out their hand of friendship to me at that meeting and it totally, totally changed my life. You know, because I was just so full of it. Sitting down in the front of that meeting, they thought I was, you know, maybe from the university and I was young and they were, seemed so terribly old. And... <laughs> And, um, you know, they grabbed me because I was ready. I was watching that clock to finish at 9.30 and they grabbed me and they stopped me um, leaving that meeting, you know. They were doing their 12th step, you know, and I'm so grateful for that because I often wonder what would have happened <laughs> if they weren't practising their program. And she was one of those women who helped me tremendously. And, um, you know, she helped me on my way and... Um, yeah, so I just want to share about that because when I got sober at that group, um, I, I don't hear a lot of this stuff these days um, from what the old timers used to speak about, but they used to say, you know, get into the middle of Alcoholics Anonymous um, because get into, they used to say to me, Robbie, get into the middle of the roof because <laughs> when the storm comes, you don't want to be hanging off the side of the roof. And I don't know about you guys, but when you're first sober in your first couple of weeks, I was thinking... What roof? What storm? What the, you know, what the hell is this about? You know, I just want to get off the booze and stay sober. And they're talking all this, you know, goobly duke. And, um, you know, I'm so grateful that I fell into that group because there was a lot of old timers and they really um, were strong about working the program and, and being of service, you know. And what I want to share about it, about that is, you know, being in the middle of the roof is that um, I understood that when I was um, about six and a half years sober and, um, <clears throat> you know, the storm came into my life, into recovery, and my whole life turned upside down. And you know what? I wasn't hanging off the side of that roof, you know. I was in the middle, you know, and, um, you know, and I understood that on, on a real, you know, deep level. Um, about, you know, working my program and being in the middle of Alcoholics Anonymous because if you're not in the middle when that stuff happens, I've seen it over the years, you know, people drop away or um, walk away at those times and I was really, really grateful. Um, I just want to read something. Um, yesterday I went out on a bike ride <laughs> um, out to, um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not an avid bike rider. I ride every probably about four or five years and I'm actually standing up here and I can barely move, but that's okay. Um, I went out for a bike ride to Warburton and um, with some friends, you know, and um, we did, it was only 20 kilometres, but my body's not 
you know, not used to that sort of exercise. Anyway, so I came home and I put myself in the bath and I pulled out my 12 and 12. <laughs> and um, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to read over some stuff about step seven, you know. And in the front of the book, it gives us a little breakdown of the 12 steps, which is in the first couple of pages, and it just gives you a little paragraph. So I just want to read this. It says, Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. What is humility? What can it mean to us? The avenue to true freedom of human spirit. Necessary aid to survival. Value of ego puncturing. Failure and misery transformed by humility. Strength from weakness. Pain is the admission price to the new life. Self-centred fear, chief activator of defects. Um, step seven is change in attitude which permits us to move out, to our, out of ourselves to God, towards God. And, you know, I was just reading that and I thought, you know, it's really hard. Um, you know, Greg mentioned about speaking about humility, you know. And, um, you know, I looked in the back of my 12 and 12 and I've got, when I looked up when I first got sober, the definition of humility. And it talks about humility in the dictionary as being the quality or condition of being humble, lack of pride, you know. And that's, that's, that's I see for humility for me is that simply getting Robbie out of the way <laughs> so God can do his or her work, you know. That's how I see it today. But I just thought, you know, I just wanted to read that because I really identified on this last part of the reading where it says step seven is change in attitude, which permits us to move out of, our, out of ourselves towards God. And, you know, this last couple of weeks, um, actually this last couple of months, I've been, um, I was asked to step up into a management role in my work. And, um, you know, which was a wonderful opportunity. And, um, but it really had some um, downsides of it as well. And, you know, I could see in the last three months I haven't really been putting my program really into action, you know. Um, and I wanted to share about this because this is part of this process and um, it's very, you know, relevant to me in my life. And, um, you know, I got into a lot of fear, you know. And, you know, I was sharing about it, but what I really needed to do was to do an inventory. And, you know, I didn't... do that time goes quick. Um, you know... And that's, you know, it's all well to say in hindsight that, you know, I needed to do this inventory earlier on <laughs> rather than later, and that's the beauty of, of hindsight, isn't it? But what had happened for me is that um, I just got in so much fear, and um, as a result of that, um, I don't know about you guys, but when I get into fear, I get into terrible resentment and anger. A lot of anger comes up for me, and the anger's about not being able to control, you know? And that's what I experienced, you know. And um, even though it was a wonderful opportunity, I was meant to be there for a month. It got extended for three months. And now, after I've done my inventory, I can really see I probably should have said at the one-month period, you know what, thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> I need to go back now. Um, I did an inventory this week. I did a fourth and fifth and shared it. Um, and what I got to see... You know, you talked about the fourth column, you know, the self-centeredness, being inconsiderate, self-seeking, you know. But, it, you know, I could see all my defects, but really what is underneath all that is tremendous fear, you know. And when I'm in fear, if I'm not in fear, then I'm not acting out all those other things, 
you know, and um, it was really, really good. And I just want to share that, you know, I've always found it amazing. It never ceases to amaze me every time I do an inventory, how powerful, because I reckon Bill Wilson was really smart. He knew that um, the mind of the alcoholic, oh, yeah, write it down and that'll be it. How good would that have been for us? You know, I remember when I first got here and, you know, then it said, you know, I thought after six months, I thought, oh, my God, someone's changed the fourth step. I was out in a meeting in Vermont, never been to the meeting since, but I had a spiritual awakening because the fourth step had changed from made a searching and fearful moral inventory to a fearless. I was like, oh, my God, someone's changed the writing. <laughs> so that just shows you where I was at. But I just am so grateful that they had, you know, God in their life that said, you know what? We want you to write down the stuff on a piece of paper, <laughs> write it down, and then we want you to share it with someone else and with God, you know. Imagine if we just said, yep, just write it down and, hey, just share it with God. How many times have you just written it down when you were drinking and shared it with God, you know? And that just didn't work for me. And I just love that process of writing the inventory down, actually saying what is the truth about myself, sharing it and looking someone else in the eye, I just find that process just so amazing and it never ceases to amaze me each time I do it. And I'm not one of these people um, throughout my recovery that I've just done the inventory once and, you know, that hasn't worked for me. I wouldn't be here today. I've needed and needed and needed to do the steps over and over again, you know. Sometimes I can do it when the time, you know, seems right and sometimes I'm off and I don't do it, you know. But I know if, if I'm going to have continued sobriety, um, you know, this is a way for me, you know. And, you know, making that list and sharing it with somebody, you know, even when I was sharing my inventory this week, um, you know, there's that little bit of I knowness. Oh, yeah, I know about all my defects on, you know, when I'm reading it out. But it's just a really, you know, humbling process, you know, because somebody else um, is giving you that feedback, you know, who knows, you know, the program as well. And that's why I find it is so amazing. But I just want to um, read, which is really important, especially for people who are new, um, the part in the big book where it refers to um, the step seven. Because after this week, um, when I did my inventory, you know, I did come home and I took the book as it's talked about. I love that when it's so practical, take that book off the shelf. You know, I didn't have it on the shelf. I had it with me. And, you know, I laid down on my bed and my little dog jumped up on my lap and she just wanted me to give her all the attention. <laughs> and I had my book like that over, you know, her, oh, sorry, her head's here. And she didn't like it. She was, like, trying to get my big book out of the way. But you know what? I came home, as was suggested, after I'd done my inventory, you know, and, you know, I thought about those things, you know, that are blocking me from my higher power. And, you know, humility is about me working, you know, walking with God, you know. And, you know, I thought about them and I thought, you know, am I willing? And I read over my step six, you know. And um, I really love in that place where, you know, I feel like I've got that absolute willingness, you know, to let go. But the key for me is, yes, I might have that absolute willingness in that moment to let go. But you know what? I need to have that willingness in my day-to-day -day life, you know, as Greg spoke about in the everyday living and so, you know, when I came home, I read over this step, um, which it says, and I love it, you know, it's so great. There's some really lovely prayers in this book, you know, and this is really, really useful. It says, when ready, 
we say something like this, My Creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out, he- go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have then completed step seven. You know? And I know when Greg spoke about it, you know, there's those two paragraphs in the book, book six and seven, you know, but there's also the longer versions in the 12 and 12. But, you know, when I look at those two, I think, you know what, sometimes I feel like they're very intertwined, but actually the message is quite simple, <laughs> you know, but sometimes, you know, in my own alcoholic good thinking, I can make it so complicated, you know. And the process is, you know, writing it, sharing it, handing myself all these things over to God, you know. And, um, you know, I have to do that on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, in finishing up, you know, guess what? I've had a brilliant week, (laughs) you know. I've had a lot of pain um, because, you know, I've had an extraordinary week of working, you know, things through for myself in a lot of different areas, you know, in my recovery um, in my work life, um, you know, in saying goodbye to a dear old friend. But, you know, I feel good, <laughs> you know. It's not all-consuming. I feel good because, um, you know, I've put the program into my life. You know, I believe I'm, I'm doing God's work today, you know, just for today, just here, you know, and that's what I've got to look at, you know. So thank you very much for letting me share. This share and other shares like it are available from our website, stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.